Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we're talking about Oko's Inn, which was... Uh, my choice for this week, if I remember correctly. Indeed, indeed, it's not something I've ever even heard before. It was a it was a movie that came out in 2018, so it's still pretty new. Studios for it were Madhouse and DLE. Producers for it were TV Tokyo, uh, ATX, Gaga, Nada Holdings, Aeon Entertainment. Uh, the genres for it were comedy, slice of life, and supernatural. And it was based off a novel, and it ran about an hour and a half. As far as the slice of life goes, I, I can see it. It didn't pull up my heartstrings like the the genre usually does, but I I don't know. It felt forced a little bit for for that genre. It was good for what it was. It it was honestly a great introduction style movie. That is uh, very, uh, very easy for people who are trying to get into the anime genre or for people who just like a good story in general for the movie, but that is not very heavy emotionally. That's a good way to put it. That's a really good way to put it. It did have its funny moments. I I did enjoy that. Um, The animation, pretty spot on. I mean, it was a movie, so you expect more, but I'm not disappointed. Oh, I'm glad you weren't disappointed. I wasn't disappointed. This I've seen this movie quite a few times. I've actually seen it about maybe four times already now. This being oh the fifth time I've seen it. Jeez. Well, I have watched it a few times over the course of the week, mainly because I, I keep getting lost. And what I mean by that is like, I'll watch it and then, I don't know, maybe my brain glitches and I miss a scene or I don't know. I had to watch it a few times to get the whole story. It has a story that you you can follow, but it does seem like and does act like there are a couple points in the actual story where you feel like, did I miss something? Because Oko, the main, main protagonist of the story, she's she was orphaned, basically, and she goes to live with her grandmother at this inn, and she can see these ghosts. Uh, two of them specifically, you see uh, Mayo and... Makoto, who died when they were younger, when they were children. Makoto happened to be a ghost that actually saved her from the impression I got at the very beginning, because at the start of it, Oko is in a car accident from a, a semi hopping the median and then killing her parents. Yeah, that that was sad. That's in the first because- 10 minutes. Yeah, but here here's the part that got me. I didn't know they died because they hopped out of the car and were like, oh, no, are you okay? And it, it didn't show the crash. Well, they it, didn't show her parents hopping out of the car. They showed someone else hopping out of the car. See, I thought that was, those were her parents. Like, why is she on the roof? Let's get out, take a look. Are you okay? That kind of thing. And 
Yeah, it was weird. And then when she leaves her fa- her parents' house, the only time she does, mind you, but when she does leave, she goes, I'll be back. I'll see you guys later. And you piece together throughout the whole story that her parents might actually be dead. And she she has a weird memory about it. Coping mechanism, maybe. Yeah, she uh, kind of sees them as ghosts, too. So they're kind of interacting with her. And she's also going through and reliving key moments in her life growing up with her parents. And it's not that she's an older girl. She's 12. She's young. Yeah, she's Maybe. she's she's in her she's still in elementary school. I would I would yeah, guess. I was gonna say twelve might be a bit much. Yeah, it's a bit stressed. Yeah, I would say maybe like nine, ten, twelve at the absolute upper limit. So, but that's only because of the way her classroom acts. It's very elementary style, very maybe fifth grade esque. You know, sixth yeah. grade maybe. Well, I'm using the U.S. as a uh, a measuring stick for grades. But yeah, I don't know. I just I wouldn't I wouldn't classify this as young adult yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but she meets yeah the the two children she meets. One happens to be his grandmother's childhood friend, who died in like a really messed up way, and uh, the other ghost is the sister of I I don't want to call her arch nemesis because they do make up in the end, and they they have they're not frenemies so much as they are uh, peers. Does that make sense? They're not friends. They're not enemies. Um, but they have a respect for one another's potential career path. Uh, I think that's more so for Oko having a respect for Matsuki rather than Matsuki having respect for Oko because Matsuki is the head innkeeper for her in, and it's a very, very large, very very big in for their area for where they live whereas of Oko's it's a really small one and from how Oko acts and how she is and her seriousness I guess you could say for it isn't quite there at least at the beginning and so you have Matsuki actually telling her that she's not a good innkeeper that she's a silly or dim keeper that she's uh, you know, not not meant to do that and that she should just quit because it would be bad if she caused the downfall of that in. Mean, first and foremost, but... But truthful. Yeah, but tr- <laughs> truthful. Uh, and I never really got this, so I only ever heard her known as Frilly Pink, the, the, the enemy friend person, peer. Right. What was her name? Masuko or something like that? Matsuki. Matsuki. So Matsuki, what color hair does she have, if, you, if you'll indulge me? Black. Black. Jet black. Why does her ghost sister have pure blonde hair? Uh, I would assume probably because of her parents. Maybe one of her parents had blonde hair. I mean, they had some weird eyebrows, too. So I could only assume that maybe one of the parents were a foreigner. Okay. I can... But then again, you're also asking for for a reason logic. and logic <laughs> in an anime where we both know the plot armor is strong with the force. <laughs> I only ask for the best. Um, but yeah, no, I just thought that was a bit odd. I thought it was kind of funny how the teeth seemed to be extremely prominent in the ghost boy, but almost non-existent in the ghost girl. 
when he when the ghost boy would laugh, he would laugh with a crazily open mouth. Like it, it wasn't even it was almost snake like how how wide the mouth opened. And when the ghost girl giggled or laughed, it was very subdued, very it's I, I, I actually I like that because they wanted to show the very large differences in personalities and the contrast in between them. So Makoto, the boy, he was growing up with Oko's grandmother and he was actually very wild. They would always run out and do all these things. They climb buildings and everything like that. Whereas of Mayo, I'm assuming that she died when she was like maybe six or seven years old. And, and so she lived a very different life. Now the, the level of intelligence between the two is also very apparent too, because Mayo seems like she's a lot smarter than Makoto is, despite the fact that Makoto has been around for a lot longer as a ghost. I, I might, I don't know that I would say older, but potentially more mature, more, well, not even more mature because she ends up drawing <laughs> funny faces on Oko's face when she makes fun of her sister. Yeah, and but she, I'm, she I'm saying like smarter, like intelligence, okay. like because she has a better understanding of the industry, of the inn and how it works compared to how Makoto is. See, that's fair, but it it almost seems like he never got over his childhood crush like he was in love with her the entire time and his motivation is mainly to ensure the inn keeps going on because that's something the grandma would want and i don't know did you did you watch the dub or the sub because i watched the dub i watched it both and then i watched it with the subtitles on yes and there was huge differences there were there were a lot of differences I wanted to get the feeling. So I watched the dub with the subtitles on and dear Lord, like, I don't know who did what, where, when they were trying to dub this, but it went from the grandma being my granddaughter is so ill mannered to, Oh, this is my granddaughter. She's a bit funny. Yep. I'm like, what? Yep. No, like one is a traditional what I envision to be traditional grandma scolding her daughter, her, her granddaughter for not acting appropriately. And the other one is, uh, Oh, children will be children. Right. Uh, there was a lot of differences in between how the sub and sub and dub was. I liked the sub a lot better. Yeah. It made it fit better. I think it did. It fit a lot better. You also, but you also had a chance to meet some of the other characters throughout. And what's interesting is she's, she's a, a little girl and she's going out with this total stranger. That's yes. Uh, a guest at that hotel, but who's to say that something won't happen. Now I understand that she's going out with her brand new friends, psycho Seiko a fortune teller or sorry uh psycho is psycho it's okay yeah uh, uh what's her name glory actually yeah glory glory and they're going out they're going shopping she's spending a ton of money now i understand that she's supposed to be very rich very wealthy or or very well renowned and everything like that for her uh 
position, I guess you could say, as a fortune teller. But that's a lot of money for them to spend for her grandmother to not get pissed off about, even if it's from a quote unquote friend. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And I'm also kind of curious. I don't ever really see the grandma getting paid for all the awesome food that everyone's serving up. And like the grandma seems really in tune, specifically oddly in tune with the needs of these complete strangers as they enter her facility. That is her job. That is what she excels at. I mean, maybe I just didn't see it. Like it's maybe I've never experienced it before. But having someone so in tune with your needs, with your wants, with your desires in your stay to the point where even though it was not asked, the grandma was like, hey, I realize your wife passed away a little bit ago. Let's set out a meal for her as well. Some alcohol, too, so that you can all eat as a family. And I thought that was pretty awesome. That was pretty awesome. And and for for them to be able to portray that as subtly as they did was great. 100%. 100% agree. Now, despite all the glowing, positive talk we are having about it, there were some points I feel like it did really kind of fall short or it just really didn't uh, jive with me or, or it felt like maybe they just like yanked it out of a, out of a game or, or, or something else to kind of like really make it fit. And when I say game, I mean like a, a simulator. So when, uh, Oko and Glory are going out there shopping and everything like that, like how she's acting, how she's jumping around and everything like that. It just, it, I, it didn't really jive with me. You mean the change in, in the way that she was acting from the car ride where she was visibly shaken to the point of what I would, I wouldn't, I'm not a psychotherapist or uh, a therapist of any stretch, so I can't diagnose, but it looked like PTSD hard. Oh, yeah. So where you mean she went from just going through reliving her accident, essentially. And I don't know, from there being jumping around and and happy and just the contrast didn't make much sense. I agree with that. Um, Yeah, because it went. I understand what happened was a very traumatic experience. And when they are going to the mall, she basically Oko basically relives that experience and then 30 seconds later, she's like, hey, everything's cool. I'm all right. Let's go ahead and go. And then they get there. And her overall demeanor and everything like that was just, I, I didn't, it didn't really jive with me. It was like, you know, that's that's quite the contrast to her having a literal breakdown in, a, in the car just moments earlier to that. And then not having that exact same problem on the way back back to the inn from the mall. Do you think it was maybe not necessarily coming to terms, but eh, maybe coming to terms, having the character reach a breakthrough by facing the, facing the issue at hand, overcoming it and it no longer being an issue. Yeah, Maybe. I mean like that, that'd be a, a it'd be a very crude and ham fisted way to go about it. But I, I guess I can see the attempt. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It would be a very crude and ham-fisted way to attempt to try and and move the character past or or basically have them grow as an individual. I felt like, though, it wasn't something that needed to be done, at least in that regard, because 
Oko ultimately goes through a couple of different variations of that, where she goes through something that's very traumatic, very, very hard, and then 30 seconds later, she's over it and moving past it. And of course, I'm talking about at the very end, too, when she ultimately is going above and beyond for this client that just got out of the hospital, who's who's finally able to spend time with the family, only to find out the reason why he was in the hospital is because he was the truck driver that actually killed her parents. Yeah, heartbreaking stuff. It was a moment uh, that was basically the only point in that entire movie where it just like really hit you in the feels where it's like, oh, she she meets actually has to meet this person. She actually met this person that actually killed her family. And she at that point, she's reliving it again through that. But one thing I have to say, though is when she's sitting there reliving that moment or, or basically talking to her parents, were her parents still there as ghosts too? I don't know. Like there was a few different things that I was real curious about because it looked like the parents were there and interacting. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean. So I don't know. I've got, I've got mixed feelings on the issue because I think that, she could be hallucinating because most of the time that you see her interact with her parents there, she's asleep and you actually see her dreaming or it happens off screen. For instance, when her food starts disappearing and you find out that it's actually the demon and not her parents, she goes, Oh, that makes sense. Like she's, she was convincing herself. It was her dad because her dad did that kind of stuff. Right. And the, the demon we're talking about is Suzuki and he he was basically summoned by her from a bell. He was freed, not summoned. Well, fair enough. Free, freed is a far better term than summoned. Uh, but well, the reason you say that is because he actually makes that that uh, clarification as well. Yeah, that is true. He yeah. does. He does make that uh, clarification. But he he goes around and he isn't he supposed to be like a, a a demon or or a spirit of misfortune or something like that i would say m- m- mischievous kind of like a uh, poltergeist yeah and it was kind of funny because oko was able to tell <laughs> the the sister ghost i forget what her name is mayo Mayo, yeah, she was she was able to tell Mayo what to do, and she was able to tell Suzuki what to do, and like they followed their orders or followed her orders, but she never really asked anything from the boy. And I say the boy because I keep forgetting his name too. Makoto. Wasn't there another name? Matsuki. Matsuki, that was it. Yeah, the, for this movie, for the amount of time it has, you have five. Five people that you are actively following throughout the throughout the movie. And it kind of makes it a little hard to kind of try and keep track because they do flip around into a couple different perspectives. But ultimately, the main person you are following is Oko. And her basically what I would describe this movie as is her journey to recovery or I would describe this movie more along the lines of her journey to heal, to, to move past what had happened and, and to accept it as well as, 
you know, basically take over the inn for her grandmother. So that way there's someone there to help her grandmother out when her grandmother can't do that anymore. Yeah. And it was actually brought up too, wasn't it? Whether, where Philly Pink was like, what are you going to do? The inn's going to fail. It's only a matter of time. And they get really pissed at each other and stuff like that. And she goes, you've got an old lady and a young child. And who are they going to look to? to guide them and this is and it's basically when she's still kind of disrespecting her and then she called her <laughs> oh goodness what was it a dull keeper dim keeper or dim, if you're yeah. watching it in subs it's silly keeper i prefer dim keeper it, it's it flows better yeah but i mean the point still remains there's no respect there and it's understandable sadly because no matter which way you look at it, the grandma doesn't have much time. Now, that's what I originally thought this movie was going to be about. This poor girl lost her parents. She suffered through that. She was able to overcome that. She comes to work with her grandma. She sees the boy uh, who's just enthralled with the grandma. And I thought that was a sign the grandma was going to pass away. I'm happy to see that she didn't because I got a little too emotionally invested in the grandma, especially since I was like, oh, she's going to die. This is going to suck. And when she didn't, I was like, oh, the huge flood of relief came out. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is good. Yeah. This is not a bad movie. Yeah. And I, I agree with you there. When I first was watching it, that was my assumption on it or not even that. And, and they laid to rest who Makoto was. Uh, pretty early on in the movie. But when we first were introduced to Makoto, one of my first initial thoughts was, Oh, that's her. Yeah, exactly. I was like, Oh, that's her (laughs) grandpa right there. Like dead, dead, dead on. That's, that's gotta be him. And then it's like, no, just some random childhood friend that she had for a while. Some random childhood friend that saved her life from falling off the roof and then died himself from, you know, falling off the roof. The exact same roof. I would assume too. Yeah. But I still think it was it was a pretty decent movie for for what I was expecting. This surpassed some expectations and failed horribly on others. Most definitely, yeah. No, this this movie was definitely something that it. I mean, they can't all be gold from Studio Ghibli. Well, this isn't from Studio Ghibli. This is Madhouse and oh. DLE. Oh, okay. The licensor for it is G Kids. But it's it is not a Studio Ghibli movie. It's a, oh, it's a Madhouse and DLE. Okay, that changes my whole perspective then, because I was holding them to a Ghibli standard. That okay, I was gonna give it a rather low number, um, but not my okay. This changes my opinion. Crazy how that happens. Oh yeah, no Studio Ghibli it has such a such a track record that that you can't be become to come become acquainted with the the beautiful story the artwork the music that is associated with it which for this movie there was almost no music associated with the movie at all there were a couple spots where they were but they had such opportunity that they missed yeah Ugh, it was man. it was honestly a letdown i which is why I'm glad it's not a Ghibli movie because if it was and, and they didn't capitalize on those opportunities for the music as what they usually do. Maybe that's why I didn't feel as much when watching this because the music didn't make sense. 
I yeah. Mean, for, the, for the minor parts, it was there. It made a little bit of sense, but it was so brief and so forgettable, I guess would be a really good way to put it, that it was probably just stock sounds, stock audio. Probably. Also, I would, uh, I would probably argue that it was only ever there when they could justify it. So like in the mall, they have music playing in the mall usually, or something like that playing around in the store. So they probably had it there for that. Okay. And and then when, when they had that traditional music for when Oko went to Matsuki's uh, end to ask for help for a client, for that same client that you find out killed her parents by accident, they're playing that traditional music. And then when they're showing her walking in through the, the main lobby, you just see that person actually sitting there playing it. So that's what I'm assuming is they didn't play or have any music playing unless it was at a point where they could justify saying, look, this is actually going to be playing in here. So they're driving in the car, listening to music. They're at the mall at a clothing store and there's music playing or whatever there too. You know, that's probably why I didn't notice it as much because it it's where I was expecting white noise for lack of a better term to be. Yeah. Just, just noise filler in the background. Okay. That makes sense. So, and that that's, Honestly, one of the one of the setbacks to this is is that there's only music in a couple of spots and it's really not memorable music or or like you were saying that it feels like it's kind of stock. Yeah. I think well, I mean, I guess the the movie does not every movie needs a soundtrack. True. Not every good movie has a soundtrack. True. But again, I I was holding it to Ghibli standards. Ghibli standards always have a soundtrack and it's well, I should rephrase all the ones I've seen have a soundtrack and they're freaking epic. Yeah, that is true. So, all right, sir, on a scale of up to 10, how would you rate this <laughs> by itself or with Ghibli? Cause with Ghibli, I'd, it'd be around like a three, four, but by itself, I mean, let's be realistic. It is a newer show or it's a newer uh, movie. So, Given the time it was based in, not bad. Yeah. I would say middle of the road, five. Okay. Yeah, five. five. All right. I'm actually going to go a little bit higher on, on this one. I'm going to go with the seven. I'm going with really? the seven simply because it is something that I can actually play in the background. While I'm doing something else, it, it's a great noise filler for me. It's something I know what's going on. I know what's happening. And I really can just tune in and and be okay with wherever it's at. I I would have loved to have it be better, but for me, for this one, it's actually a great background. It's great for if you have family or, or some people over, it's not a very heavy movie. It's not very, very heavy on, on the plot. It's, it, it, it'll get you to the destination fairly easily. And so that's why I'm actually going to rate this higher. So at a seven. Okay. I can understand that. Hmm. Yeah, I'm still going to stick to my five, though. <laughs> so, uh, in case uh, anyone hasn't been tuned into the Discord, uh, Rick and I had announced a few weeks ago that we would actually be taking some time off. Uh, so, a lot of these recordings have been done in advance, at least a couple of them. And 
during that time that we're actually going to be taking off and not recording, we're going to be watching a longer running series to be coming back to. Now, I believe this one was your choice. Actually, we can't kind of came up to it with it together, but you were the one that brought it to our, my attention. Right. Uh, um, but ultimately you were the one that decided on what we would be watching. <laughs> we both did. Let, let's be honest. That said, so we will be watching soul eater. It's an anime that I saw most of when it was coming out and really have forgot about. And I think personally, it's a staple. It's one of the good ones, one of the good anime. And I look forward to actually completing it. Indeed. Yes. Oh, this one in case, uh, Anyone wants to know, it is 51 episodes long, came out in 2008, and it's a action, fantasy, comedy, supernatural, and shonen for the genres. <laughs> All the good ones. All the ones you love, anyways. Well, most of the ones you love. It's, it's missed. Oh, there's no slice of life. There's no etchy in there for you, so I'm sorry about that. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. Uh, feel free to join us in our discord. We will still be active in there during the time. Uh, you can also reach out to us via email. You can contact us uh, on Twitter, Facebook, whatever your preference is. And if you're listening to this on Facebook, feel free to reach out to us on there as well. Be happy to uh, respond to you until next time. I'm Jack. And I'm Rick. And we'll see you next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 